Right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Expanded View, episode 12, today on October the 19th, 2020. Thank you so much for being here. I'm your co-host, Laura Canfield, along with Kimberly Crow. And I'm <laughs> lost on Facebook right now, <laughs> like looking for us so I can share it. Oh, don't oh, well. worry. I'll do it first and then you can do it after if you want. Okay? Yeah. All right. So how's it going, everyone? What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? Yes. What's what's going on with you? You know what's coming up for me today is impasse and cutting cords. So mm -hmm. so there's been a lot of people are feeling really corded in in and empathic right now. Mm -hmm. So or that it's getting to them. What's your view on cutting cords? I want to have a cutting cord discussion. <laughs> Well, there, I have two different views. I mean, yes, you can cut cords, but really it is also about looking at your relationships. You know, what are you like? You still have to work out what that, that relationship issue is or whatever it happens to be. You still have to be aware of what's going on. It's not just blindly cutting cords. See, um, that's exactly how I feel about it. it mm -hmm. And, you know, that's something from, I don't know who created cutting cords. You know, I don't, I started thinking about that and I thought, I don't know the origination of that. You know, who, who began that and how has that been yeah. uh, parroted and repeated and repeated and repeated through different modalities? Because for me, from the get-go, I just had this from what I don't know who was the first person it's been too many years ago you know yeah. that mentioned cutting cords mm -hmm. but I distinctly remember knowing that it was just like cutting this and this it's like a plant that you're going to root and you just cut it but then you never root it you know like you never replant it and it was just this I felt mm -hmm. like it was this energy out there like this waiting to cord into something else and yeah. it was about healing the aspect you know it's like and i have this that you you can't be courted or hooked unless you allow it yourself and of yeah. course we don't realize we're allowing it because there's some wounded aspect that doesn't know it's given its power away mm -hmm. and that um i close the access points i know you've heard me say that before and spirit just told me to do that it's like after the cord healing happens and you connect to the one that's got enmeshed and can and work with that and then in the energy field i close that access point and seal it right. now does that mean that they can't reopen it i've worked on clients and done all of that work and saw them just like pop it right back open and go right back to it as soon as because they weren't complete with it yet mm -hmm. and because it's sometimes it can be a pattern of behavior you know it's something that they it is that right. they do over and over again so in order for them to you know change that they have to consciously choose something different they have to take different actions it's not just that's what i'm saying it's like sometimes it's not just energy work you have to do the the, the work here in the 3d world too you have to think differently, you have to act differently, you have to choose differently. It's, you know, the energy work is going to clear it for a little while, but then it's, it depends on how then you function afterwards. Right, you have to take the action and then the accountability to it, to yourself. Yeah, it's like accountability to yourself. And, um, and what that energy is and that part that 
if it if it keeps occurring, then there's some part within that doesn't know itself or can't feel its own significance without that energy there, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it's been there for so long that it's familiar. Yeah. And what's familiar is safe, right? Right. That so, there's an illusion that it's safe, yeah. that somewhere it's protecting you exactly. and, or it's how you survived. I mean, sometimes it's how you survived to get to the next moment. Yeah, and so that was fine at that time, at that point. But now, you know, like it's always about reevaluating what's going on now. Like, what are you going through now? What are you experiencing now? What do you need and require now, right? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the tools that we needed in the past, we may not need anymore. Right. You know, because I was lots of times when I'm witnessing this with a client, you know, it is... um, the narcissist and the empath energy mm-hmm. you know it is the two of those that lots of times that that and and it you know that maybe the child is the empath and the parent or whoever that was around them was the narcissist and and they have to empath the energy constantly to know that they're safe it's like if you're out there in front and you're always empathing everything around you then that's how you learn how to be safe you know if you know all of it first that that eventually exhausts your adrenals and And, I just feel like that's why so many people have had adrenal fatigue right I think so I think it has a big part to do with it in in society and right now there's just you know so much especially you know you're in another country but here in the states with all of the stuff that we've got going on right now Mm -hmm. um with with everything that's just going on out there and when it's everywhere people not not sure and not knowing what truth is and you know trying yeah. to discern and be ahead of the energy and and it's that part of well when is that energy got you what are, is it you're running from mm-hmm. you know yeah right so that was just that's come up a couple times today for me and <laughs> right before we got on here I was um looking at some things about the empath and about the energy of that and how that begins i know a long time ago uh spirit was showing me when i was doing hands-on work with like people with fibromyalgia Mm -hmm. that and and for them to say always and you know that's a big thing that it's always this pattern because i i never hardly you know i don't i think there's always exceptions to everything but they tell me this is always what happens in this and it was that in, that there were they were that people with that pattern that has been labeled as a disease pattern, mm-hmm. you know. And then there was a time when it wasn't a label, and people were telling them that this didn't exist, and they were in pain all the time, and they knew they were in pain. And um, I actually was given a whole like protocol and a way to work in the energy field. And it was going back to the first wound, whatever that was, whether even a physical scar on the body, you know, and it was something that wasn't nurtured at the time. And then that hole was in the aura and the energy just kept on. And they showed me how people with that diagnosis were all impasse. Mm-hmm. And, and that what had happened was that um, it looked like their energy field looked like like when you take a sweater off and it's reversed Mm -hmm. it it was like it was reversed and then all of that pain was going in 
because they knew they were here to impact the world's pain and they didn't want to release it out and out and hurt anybody. And there was this, you know, there was this energy that was going back and forth with that. And so they just kept taking it in and taking it in. And so that was, I always thought that was really interesting. Um, but now I think the paradigm has changed now that we don't right. require to take it in ourselves, mm -mm. you know, like we can help and, and, and heal and clear and all that wonderful stuff. But we don't have to take on any of those energies ourselves. Exactly. That's, yeah. that's a, oh, and maybe it was necessary at the time that it was in humanity. I don't know if it was ever necessary, but, but, you know, maybe it was, but it, we're, we're not in that anymore. You know, yeah. we're not in that, that energy. And that's that whole being your sovereign self and being your, you know, with that and and choosing, really? you know, what's right for you. Yes, we all want to help. Yes, we all want to be of service. Yes, 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 but not at our expense. And that's the thing that we have to get that in this time and day and, you know, time frame, we don't have to do everything at our expense. We don't have to suffer. We don't have to, you know, be less than or anything like that, you know? So yes, we can serve and we can help and we can be of assistance and support, but not at our expense. We've done that enough in the past. You know, exactly. So, so those it's a new time, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a new time that's not required anymore. Now it's about us choosing what is right for us. I mean, sure, we can still choose. Yeah, I still want to do that. Okay, fine. That's your choice. But it's not a requirement. It's not the way it has to be. Right. And that I think is, is what um, a lot of us have to get in our heads is like, it doesn't have to be that way anymore. Now you get to choose. Yes, you can still heal, right. clear, transmute, etc. But you don't have to take it on yourself. Exactly. Right. And that's a choice that you have I to make. I don't know if we ever had to, but for some reason, humanity believed it. Yeah. I mean, I know I did. What, in form that was. Yeah. Yeah. I know I did. And then at one point I got to the point where it's like, that's enough. I'm not taking it on anymore. You know, so I had to make that conscious choice to say no more. I'm not taking it on anymore. I, I have no problem doing the healing work, doing this and that. I, I love to. I love it, but I'm not taking it on anymore because it, it was affecting me. Right, it was affecting my health and right. my, it's and like my in your energy of life. Out. Yeah, right. Exactly. So it's like no. So that's when I'm supposed to have to recover from it. No, um, I know a long time ago when um, that just innate sh sh shamanic ability was there, you know, yeah. and and there was that with that with that you transmitted the energy yeah. through you, yeah. and it just happened. And when I asked about it one time about that happening about the energy going through mm -hmm. me because I was sending it to a lot and I was the biggest light in the room so it's going through my body and out the top of my crown and then back to the lot mm -hmm. and um and I got this message that um I had chose to feel their pain mm -hmm. so that um I would know it was real and I would have compassion yeah. And that it, it kept me in, you know, if I felt their pain, then I felt the compassion, you know, for it. And it's, you know, it's like, there's got to be another way to do this. Okay, I get it. I chose it. <laughs> I chose to do this this way, but let's do something different. Yeah, now, now, now I can choose something different. You exactly. Know? And yeah. so I just, it, if that does happen, then I just go, okay, I get it. And then I release it. It's like, I, I got it. I got the information. I know where this is at in their body. And it did make me a good detective, you know, being mm -hmm. able to go straight to it. But then it's like, I go, okay, I feel it. That's it. I need it. I got it. I got the information and I don't have to stay in it. Yeah. You and know, so I can now utilize you, you it can, in that way. 
you can still send it to the light, but, you know, send it to source or sources light or something, you know, apart from right. you, you know, like separate from you. Right. right. So, so, and, and that's the thing. I, I think in the past, you know, I used to feel all sorts of things in my body because that was one way for me to know that something was happening. Something was shifting, right. something was changing. Right. Now it's like, I just, no, I don't need that anymore. Now it's just a knowing, you know, it's like knowing that, yeah, everything that I'm saying is happening. Everything that I'm channeling is happening. Like it doesn't have to be at my effect, right? Yeah. I call that like, those are the passive initiation and that some of us go through this path of initiation, Yeah. you know, and then after you do it, you don't have to keep doing it. That's when you all of a sudden <laughs> realize, I don't have to keep doing this. I don't have to do in this, this anymore. Way. It doesn't serve me because we, at the, at the, at the time, we were putting everybody else's needs ahead of ours, mm -hmm. you know, like we, we were putting ourselves last and putting everybody else ahead of, uh, uh, ahead of ourselves. Now it's about me and everybody else at the same time. So including yourself in the equation, including yourself in the formula, right? So that you're not left behind and you're not, you know, being mm, exposed even is what is the word I'm getting to all those energies and so on. No, because you are just as valuable and worthy as everybody else. Exactly. Right. And I think that's, that's something that most of us healers, light workers are learning is that we are just as worthy and valuable as our clients, as our communities. Right. Yes. And so do the work. Absolutely. Cause that's what you came here to do, but also serve your needs. What are your needs? What do you require as well? Put yourself first or at the, at least at the same, you know, if not first, then at least at the same, right? Yeah, exactly. Show compassion to yourself. Yeah. How many times are we actually showing that compassion to ourselves? Not as much as we require. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so good. So <laughs> it's really interesting. I mean, I do cord cutting as well, right? So it's like we all do it, right? Um, and people ask for it, you know, but, but they have to get that, you know, it's more than just about cutting cords. It's also about changing your way of being, changing your behaviors, changing your actions, changing how you think and feel as well. It's not, <clears throat> sorry, just about cutting the cords. And, it, you know, unfortunately, the cords. cut the cords. <laughs> unfortunately, I don't think a lot of, uh, I don't know, some light workers, I don't think talk about that part that we still have to do the work, you know, like, yes, I, I, you know, you can cut the cords, but then what, you know, then you still have to look at your, your reactions, your interactions, your relationships and, and, and change them, like consciously actively change them as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you know, that I'm not sure how effective that cord cutting is going to be. You know, and then people wonder why this keeps happening. Why is the pattern still there? Well, have you changed anything? Right. If they're still going back to, I'm going to use the word toxic, you mm -hmm. know, back to in toxic environment or even in, in how you connect to the energies. If you stay in that pattern, because, you know, how many times have we experienced that, that the people are asking us the same exact question. And, but then they go right back to whatever it is and they don't make any changes with it. And, yeah. and when you make those changes within yourself, it does stop some of those other patterns. You know, it's like it, it, it's like it doesn't keep existing in the way that it does. Even yeah. if you stay in, if it's a relationship, you know, in family, whatever it is, if you stay in that, 
then you will start, you know, witnessing changes with it because you're no longer allowing that to go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are you choosing? Right? What are you choosing for yourself? Right now, Alice is choosing to try to play with my cord here. <laughs> you know, when I used to do animal stuff a lot too, I, I thought at the beginning, I that's what I wanted to do was animals and not people. Yeah. And then I found out that well, the animals would tell me, well, I'm doing this because I need to for my person, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then when um, I would yeah. try to have a discussion with the people that their animals, you know, either behavior pattern or their um, disease pattern was something to do with them. They didn't want to work on their self. They just wanted you to work on their animal for them because mm-hmm. they cared so much about their animal but they didn't want to go into that area themselves. Um, and, you know, maybe that's changed too, because it's not my first, mo- you know, modality now. Yeah. But at one time, um, I was doing a lot more animal stuff than now. What are you doing, sweetheart? But- I've been staying, I have not been spending the night here. I'm a house setting my yeah. daughter's dogs. So when I'm home now, Alice is like, she's very needy right now. Yeah, of course, understandable. Um, I was going to say that I think now more and more people are starting to do work on themselves as well as with their pets, you know, which is awesome because, right. you know, like, let's face it, we don't really want our pets to take on our stuff. I mean, that's, Mm-mm. I said that at the very beginning when I first got Neo, I said, Neo, I do not want you to take on my stuff. I will, I will deal with my own stuff. I, you do not have to take on any of my stuff, you know, because, you know, I don't want him to suffer because of me. Right. So it's like, I will deal with my own stuff. I will work on my own stuff, but I know a lot, you know, there are a lot, obviously a lot more people working on their stuff, healing their stuff, clearing their stuff, which is great, which is awesome. So then the, you know, the pets don't have to take it on for us, you know, when, um, I had a poodle whose name was Prince and when, uh, he used to, when I had my office downstairs, a healing room, and he would, and I was living in this house here. And so he would, he hung out and worked with me every day and he would want to get on the people. Mm-hmm. And when we first got him, his papers hadn't come yet. And um, my daughter actually named him Casey. And then the, the time his papers had came, she changed his name to Prince. And um, anyway, he was born on Edgar Casey's birthday. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He was a Pisces. He was born on Edgar Casey's birthday. And, and so it was funny because then my clients were, we called him like Prince, Prince, uh, we were calling him Prince Casey or whatever because we knew who he was. And it was a big joke because he came to all of my circles and meditation stuff and he went around and he would get in everybody's lap and he, conked out and fell asleep as soon as it started I mean mm-hmm. out and then mm-hmm. he would like get up and so he was like the sleeping prophet is living here you know it's right. like I know where Edgar Casey is he's in he's he's working with me every day and um so anyway somebody asked me one time well aren't you afraid he's going to take on everybody's stuff and he showed me that how his his crown, his third eye, and his heart were not separate. Mm-hmm. They, it wasn't like air, like humans individuated chakras. His was all one, one like it was like a lava lamp, you know, between mm-hmm. them. Right. And, 
and after and he would get up on clients because like the first time he like jumped up on the table with somebody because he had a chair and I would tell him to sit in it but then he would want to get on clients and he would lay on them exactly where something was and it would you know and they would feel it you know a connection to stuff and he actually even worked as a surrogate for their own um, animals that had crossed over he would like allow them to come into him and then they would connect to to their animal you know mm -hmm. they would have their own thing that was going on between him and whatever was happening right and um but when he would get off of the table after the client section he would be out too he would be like totally out on them asleep <laughs> and he would get up and it would take him a second you know to get grounded and then he would go outside and he would run in circles as fast as he could. He would run around the yard just as fast as he could, making little vortexes. And I always knew that he was releasing the energy. Nice. You know, he, he yeah. didn't keep it. It's like he ran outside and ran just as fast as he could. And yeah. then he would come back and it was like, okay, so yeah, awesome. even their pets are different and then who they are and the modality they are. And I had Edgar Casey more than once come up out of him and give me messages and he was like I am working through him he is who you think he is mm -hmm. he's a, a, a aspect of me is working through him so I can witness this in this realm and it was really interesting and then there was a couple times that I was at um oh like uh I was up at Lilydale once you know mm -hmm. that's where the this um spiritualism church is there's one there and then somewhere else oh down in florida at Casadega, and i and the mediums gave me messages that said angry casey said to tell you <laughs> and it was like just really clear you know that mm -hmm. it's like he wanted you to know that this is happening and blah 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 and it was in those kind of things that you're just in the audience you know and then yeah. they're like they point you out and say i have a message for you it was that type of thing so it was interesting that, That's cool. that he that he did work in that level yeah. and then when i would hit the road um he would stay at my parents house when i was traveling and my dad got so attached to him and, and the dog was the lap dog he wanted to be with people all day long it wouldn't it wouldn't be fair to him for him not to you know be in that place yeah so i sure. uh, he stayed at my parents and my dad's dog died and i couldn't take my dog away from my dad and so because he sat there with dad all day long watching football games or whatever it is that they do <laughs> mm -hmm. and there was more than once that he took all my parents stuff mm. and i knew that's what he was doing it yeah. was like he yeah he took on some prostate things and some stuff like that and that that's what he was doing and when i would talk to him it was like that was his role then you know his his little healer role that he had done all of those years working beside me then he you know that now he was working with my parents mm -hmm. and it's like and he nice. that's what he wanted to be doing and it was like this is i've retired here i'm with your dad and this is what i'm doing <laughs> that was his choice right it was it, his was, it was his choice he didn't want it any different because i when i came back here i was wanting to um you know bring him back home with me and it didn't feel fair to either one of them to do that at that point right and yeah. and he he what did he cross over last year or the year before it's not been that long ago well i've just been back for a year so sometime in that time period and i think he was like maybe 15 or something mm -hmm. 14 15 something like that 
but yeah, he, and, and, you know, I got him in a pet store and I was so against that. I mean, yeah. like on my soapbox, totally against stuff like that. And, um, my daughter wanted a dog on her 15th birthday. So she's 29 now. So yeah, he lived, it was mm -hmm. last year. I think he left. So anyway, um, we went and we looked at some other stuff and then she, we, she wanted to go in that pet store. We stopped and got the, there was an ice cream place beside it. And I was like, blah, 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 blah. and I was saying all of this stuff. <laughs> I was rude to the people in the pet store. And, um, I saw him and I felt in love with him. Mm -hmm. And then we didn't get him that day and I couldn't quit thinking about him. And I went back in there because he was 12 weeks old and he had lived in one of those puppy pens mm -hmm. for the, they'd had him from the time he was six weeks old. And I had a bunch of judgment around that but, <laughs> and, and you know, the whole thing. Yeah. And so I picked him up and I was walking around with him and I held him up against my solar plexus and I asked, was he, you know, is this like the highest and best thing to do? And I fell so far for, forward with it that I like knocked the shelf down of stuff. It was oh such a reaction. Was a big yes. Yeah. I know. And then he told me later that that was him being in that pet store for six weeks in that puppy pen out front. It was part of his initiation and his assignment because he was around so many people. Mm -hmm. and that you know that and then he knew where he was going and that and that that was he, he was there to do the work that he was and that I couldn't understand why nobody had bought him yet yeah you know it was yeah. like because he was, he was meant like, for you he was waiting he was <laughs> yeah. waiting and I never when when I was standing there because I was trying to talk her into a rescue dog and um and my daughter looked up at me with her big brown eyes and his big brown eyes and she was like mommy he needs to be rescued just as much as a rescue dog does. You exactly. need to get him out of here. Oh my goodness. And I know. Yes. And then for a day or two, you know, I sat with it and I got this surprise check that I wasn't expecting in the mail. It was a big sum. It was over a tree that had fell in my yard and mm -hmm. the insurance guy had came and I didn't expect this. And it came and I was like, you're getting a dog. Okay. You know? <laughs> and we went back and he had even been marked down. And yeah. I always, cause you know, I used to show dogs. I used to show golden retrievers. I went to national specialty, all of this stuff. And it's like when, when I would uh, connect to people and they would be like, so what are you doing now? And it's like, I got a discount dog from a pet shop. <laughs> a discount poodle from the pet store. It's okay. He needed to be with you. He I did. Mean, he he did. Yeah. It, was, it was his journey. And that's what he came back in as to yeah. do. And there was no mistake that he was born on Edgar Casey's birthday. <laughs> and that's like Neil. I mean, like we, we found him at the shelter. We weren't expecting to find a small dog. My husband took me there to show me the big dogs because he's like, right. you know, if I take her to the shelter, they're going to be all big dogs. She's not going to want a big dog and blah, blah, blah. And there was this one little dog that they hadn't even put up on the website yet, you know? Yeah. And I was like, it's like, how did we get so lucky? You know, and I keep, and we, I, I keep saying that. It's like, he was meant for us because I had requested support from the divine a couple of months before. And uh -huh. then lo and behold, he was four months old and he got, he was found on the road somewhere. Didn't have a chip, which is like, how did that happen? You know? Right. And nobody claimed him, you know, for three weeks, he was at the shelter. Nobody claimed him. Nobody said, oh, we lost our puppy. Nothing. And so it's like, it was, it was a miracle, you know? And I always say, you know, he's the, he's like just 
so wonderful, so amazing. And he loves sitting with me when I'm meditating. He loves sitting with me when I'm doing my healing calls and my shows, you know, he, he just loves it. He just He's comes holding down. the energy. Prince yeah. definitely showed, when he showed me those chakras that way, he told me he was, he, that he was like Palladian and that that was the realm that he, you know, came from. And then he, and that, and then when Edgar Casey would come in, he would show me how he was the aspect of that and that how he was working in the way that he did. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they're just like humans. They're not at the same initiation point that all yeah. humans are, you yeah. know, at either, you know, different animals are in different ways. And then he, and he told me he preferred to come in in canine because he, he because of what he was going to learn to take back mm -hmm. and that how he, and, and, and actually the dogs are taught me how to astral travel because I tried, I tried to put him in a crate when I, that like, and work on the clients and he threw a fit. And so I was, I, don't blame him. I was below him, you know, I was in the basement and he was right up above mm -hmm. me and we put the crate in Kelsey's bedroom and that did not work. He could hear me and he was throwing a fit. And, um, <laughs> He had a personality. So he wanted I to be started, with you. I started splitting out and going and being with him and comforting him while I was working on clients at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then that was like, okay, he's teaching you how to astral travel, <laughs> you know, how to biolocate basically yeah. to be in two places at the same time. And then I just started bragging. I was like, this is what this dog wants to do. He wants to be down here. He, this is his role. And that's just the way it's going to be. And so yeah and he he did his role <laughs> yeah so so this is a message for everybody just you know pay attention to you know if you have pets how did you get them what happened what, what you know what do they like what do they don't like what do they, what they, what do they not like you know what makes them happy you know and just listen to their clues you know like listen what to are what they they're teaching saying. you right you know? what are they there for and what are they um yeah, what's the energy that they're bringing to your presence? Yeah, exactly. You know, because they it. are. That's what's happening. They're they're bringing something for you, a gift for you, a blessing for you. Their presence, their peace, their calm. But sometimes for me, it was it was not even the peace and calm, but it was just like the changing the energy in the space, right? right changing the energy in the will. space, changing my energy, right? So um, you know, making making me go out three times a day for a walk, which is really important, you know, getting right. that fresh, like, like, believe me, those things may seem like trivial. It's like, it may seem like a chore, like, oh, I gotta go walk the dog. No, it's a, it's like, what's wonderful because it's great for your body, great for your emotions, your, your mental body to, to do that, you know? And it's like, you know, like I always say, I'm so grateful, you know, Neo has been such a gift and we got so lucky and my husband <laughs> always laughs and says, I took her there to scare her and we come back home with this cute puppy. How did, how did this happen? He is so cute and everybody loves him. Everybody who sees him thinks he's so cute. And you busted like, through the matrix. It's like Neo was there waiting for you. Yeah, exactly. It was like, he's like, I don't know how this happens. Like I do. Yep. It, it was, it, it was, it was divine intervention. It was divinely guided. Everything happened in just like in such a magical way, you know, and it was, uh, it was the divine showing me how supported I am because I asked for help and support and boy, did I get it. You know, it's like, yep, definitely. I can see the, I can see the magic. I can see how it exactly how it happened. And it's like, I'm so grateful.
Yeah, exactly. That that and it can line up for you in that way, whatever that is. Uh, when I used to do um, some manifestation classes, and then like people would want to do soulmate stuff, and that would be the, one of the first things I would tell them: be specific. Because if you just say I want something that totally unconditionally loves me, don't be surprised <laughs> if you get up the next morning and there's a four-legged on your front porch. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like if that's what you call in, that's it's like say, do you want it to be two-legged, four-legged? Because it may show up that way for you <laughs> when you walk outside. There it is. I, you know, yeah. and that's the same thing with my husband. You know, when when I found him, I had actually written out a few years before what I wanted, you know, and it was just general, you know, it wasn't anything like tall, dark and handsome or anything like stupid like that. But it was more like, you know, the the my next relationship that, that I want, I want him to love me and respect me for who I am. I want him to love and respect my right. children. You know, that, those are the two big things. Love me and respect me as I am. Love and respect my children. That was, you know, and then beyond that, it was like, you know, make me laugh. You know, he has to be funny. He has to cook because I don't cook. Everybody knows that. You know, he has to be financially um, uh, successful himself, you know, so not, not right. dependent on me, you know, kind of thing. And um, I think basically those are the things, you know, right? Mm -hmm. So it's about, you know, what do you value, right? And so at that time, and still now, I, I valued someone who was loved and respected me and my children. That was the biggest thing, because my kids were younger, well, right, exactly. 18, 18 and 14 or something like that, right? Yeah. But, but still, but they're a big that part that of- that can be a challenge to integrate yeah. in with everything, yeah. And, you know, they're always going to be my children. They're always going to be part of my life. And so, you know, but the whoever I met had to accept them and have them be in our lives, right? So it's like- Mm -hmm. that, was, that was the most important part and like <laughs> my husband as you know as I, I talk about him all the time he is the greatest greatest thing that's ever happened to me him and Neo oh my god and my kids of course oh my god but it's like he's such a wonderful man and he's like so good to me and he takes care of me and he like looks out for me and it's like you know like I tell him one thing and then he, he'll do whatever it takes to make that happen you that's know that's great if I say, oh, you know, it's like, oh, that would be really nice to have that or do that or go there or whatever. And sometimes I just sit flippantly, not thinking, right? But in the meantime, as I've said it, his his mind's working. He's, he's like figuring it out, thinking about, okay, how can I make this happen for her? How can I, how can I do this for her so that she's happy? It's like, I'm just like, <laughs> wow. You know, so it's like, I got, I got lucky big time with him, with Neo, with my kids with my parents. I mean, you know, I'm like, I'm just like, thanking God. Thank you, God. You know, so it's like, it's, I always used to say in the past, I must have done something really good in my past life, you know, to have like such wonderful kids, you know, but and my husband kind of thing, I must have done something really good in my past life. But you know what? I also made wonderful choices in this lifetime. Exactly. You work through your karma and then, so then you get to be in your dharma, you know, like, <laughs> and yeah. making these choices that I'm choosing. This is what I want. You know, this is what right. I want. This is how I want to be. This is what I want to experience. Right. And not from a place of lack and scarcity and fear, but from a place of what feels expansive for me, what feels joyful exactly. for me, what feels light for me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when, when we make these choices, now it's a, it's always about you know my husband's still in his head a lot right but it's like all right, I have to see how it feels I, let me let me just you know let me just sink into it I have to feel it does it feel good does it feel light does it feel expansive you know how does it feel you know it's not always about the logical choice it's about you know what lights you up 
right? Exactly. So, right. you know, that's what we have to, you know, and, and this is for all of us. This is what you have to look at. It's not always a logical choice, but it is a choice that makes you feel good. Okay. So, and, and, and from a place of, you know, expansiveness, love, being empowered, right? Being supported, you know, look at those kinds of things, not from a place of escaping something. No, what are you moving into? You know, the, yeah. the, great, the greater aspect of you, the, the more joyful aspect of you, right? That's mm -hmm. what you want to move into, not running away from that scarcity way back there. No, no, no. Because, you know, if you're trying to run away from that scarcity, it's going to continue chasing you. Exactly. You'll keep making choices from that place. Yeah, from fear and lack. From and around it, making yeah. the choices going around it. That doesn't always work. <laughs> yeah. So trust me, you know, it's like, I, I still sometimes do it and I catch myself like, oh yeah, I see where I was coming from there. Hmm. Okay. Let me change that. Right. So now it's about, you know, and that's important because recognizing it and going, oh, okay. Then what do I change here instead? You know, what is it that this didn't quite work? So what is the, the, the new vision with it? How do we, you know, what's the, the next part of that? And yeah. 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 Exactly. And, you know, and sometimes it is about, you know, it's like recognizing that, okay, right now my mental state, my emotional state is a little bit down. I'm feeling, oh, I don't know, depressed or anxious or whatever. It's like, how can I change my energy? Yeah. Right. As soon as you change your energy, then your thoughts and feelings around that situation will also change. You'll, you'll start to have a bigger, brighter, broader perspective of it. Right. And so earlier today, I was feeling a little bit down. I was feeling a little bit, I don't know. I felt that way today too. I was like, I couldn't get any uh, movement going yeah. or just yeah. like I was in this just void. The moon may be void all day today. I know there was a big chunk of it that was going to be that way this week. Then there's no reflection out, mm -hmm. you know, of mm -hmm. energy. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, okay, I'm just like here. And where's the next thing? And Where's, where's something, you know, the passion of direction to go. Yeah, there was nothing like that, like that this in morning. In between time. Yeah. yeah. I so felt then the same so, way today. So what yeah. I did was I, I took Neo into my lap and snuggled with him and cuddled with him and told him, oh my God, I love you so much. You're so cute, blah, 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 blah. Right. And that shifted. And then an opening came up in wow. my, in whatever it was that I was doing. An opening came up. And now <laughs> it's like, there's a whole new trajectory, you know, in the works. Right. Right? right. So it's like, but, but would I have found that if I had not changed my energy? Probably not. Yeah. Right. So you do have to look at, you know, look at your energy and if you don't like it, change it. Right. So luckily for me, it's easy to change because I have Neo or my husband, you know, it's easy for me to change or I could use essential oils and sprays, or I can meditate. I did that too, actually. I meditated, that helped too. Um, or, you know, any number of things. Dropping into your heart, you know, it's like come, getting away from whatever that is. Getting, out, getting out of your head. Right. Yeah. I didn't know if mom was just like, I was doing so much creation and creating and creating and creating, and then it just kind of, then everything leveled off. And I feel like, okay, where's the next creation? I don't even know where it's at. Well, yet. sometimes you do need a pause, right? Between right. creations. And I thought that, okay, you just need to pause and the universe is going, it's time to pause yeah. before the next big comes in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's all good. So just remember that everyone, that, you know, if, you, if, you're, if things aren't moving, things aren't changing, shifting, change your energy. And sometimes you do need a little bit of a pause, but change your energy and then see what happens, right? Continue to create, continue to choose, 
but just change your energy from that lack, frustration, annoyance space to something more, you know, neutral at least. And then if it can be more expansive, awesome. Right. I know I got really clear yesterday when I was leading in my own membership, the call and, uh, that I needed more greens. I saw it. I saw spinach and I knew I needed to juice and that that wants to go in my body and I can feel it. You think I haven't done it yet. I got it really clear yesterday and then I didn't do it again this morning. And I thought, okay, I'm getting these clear messages and yeah. I'm not doing it. And that I'm, I can feel it talking about it. I can feel the vibrancy in it. Mm-hmm. And I, it, but I haven't done it. So yet. what would it take for you to do it now, right? I know it's mm-hmm. like I haven't done it yet, and it's like okay, yeah, it's like so. Go so do that's that. a, that's another message for all of you. If you if you if you start to get some sort of intuitive hit about oh you know what maybe I should have some greens or maybe I should have a salad, listen to your body. That's your body talking to you, mm-hmm. telling you what it requires. Right? Listen to it and do it. You know, do it. Listen to your body. They'll make a huge difference. I know that. Um, that it always works for me too. I, I, I try to listen to my body more often than not. And um, it's interesting what my body does want, you know? So it's like, okay, cool. You know, sometimes it's these beautiful earrings. Can't see it, but you know, these beautiful, yeah, earrings, yeah, and, beautiful earrings. I know, and it's like, it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, I get those. Um, sometimes it's food. Sometimes it's something to wear. Sometimes, you know, whatever, but listen to your body, follow, follow its knowing its wisdom as well. It's, it's working with you for your highest good. So, you know, trust that. That's funny. I'm smelling citronella right now and there's no citronella anywhere mm. around me. So it's like, okay, I'm going to put some citronella in the diffuser and, <laughs> and juice the greens. And juice the greens. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So the, this was awesome. We, we, we went all over the place, but such a wonderful we did. call today. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. It was, yeah. I really so, enjoyed it too. Yeah. So what are you empathing that um, it's not necessary, you know, yeah. it's like that. Okay. I can lay this down. I don't have to fill this part of the world anymore. Yeah. Right. Uh, absolutely. And focus a little bit on yourself, you know, it's like, you know, what do you need to let go of? And then as you're letting go of that, what are you going to choose differently in its place? You know, so, you know, we, we always talk a lot about letting go, but then you have to choose something else in its place because, you know, that, that vacuum is, is there, right? So what are you mm-hmm. going to choose in its place, right? So co-create with the universe, co-create with your body and choose something different than before. All right. Awesome. Good. I'm off to do my membership call in just a few minutes. <laughs> Good for you. It's, a, it's, it's such a busy time, right? But it's so much fun. So exactly. All right, everyone. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time, may you continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy, peace, love, happiness, prosperity, and radiant health. Sending you all much love and blessings always. Thank you for being the gift that you are to humanity. Go be it. Go be Bye, that. everyone. See you next week. Bye okay. for now. Bye.